Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week. Here it is. November 6th, 1998. It is. I knew that right off the top of my head. No <laughs> no long, unnecessary pause at all. I moved his calendar we on added, We uh, added out uh, five minutes of me <laughs> counting, <laughs> trying to figure out what day it was. Uh, but uh, welcome back to the 90210 show, everybody. Looking at our 90210 poster. Yeah. You know the what I know? poster that has Andrea yep. and Dylan. That's what I was going to say, you know. <laughs> and Brenda. You know what I notice about our 90210 poster? That hmm. that cast is much better than what we've got right now. <laughs> right. Like, I even, I was not, never Andrea's biggest fan, but um, I, I would love Andrea back now. Mm. I don't know. They really mutilated her character before they sent her on her way. Yeah, I I, I miss Brenda, of course. Best Brenda act, was awesome. Best actress on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I really am missing right now Luke Perry. Because. Are you? Yeah. Because. You got, you got a little man crush on Luke Perry? No, because <laughs> I hate his fucking replacements. Yeah. Annoying ass. What's his name? Joel? Noah. Noah. Yeah. Or maybe the actor's Joel, I don't know. No, his name's Noah. I can't remember the actor's name. I feel but, like it's Joel. But the char- maybe it is, I don't know. But the character's name is Noah. I wish you were Noah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I don't like, I don't like his character. He's boring. I feel like he's um, on his way out. I hope so. Like, just the way this episode went, I feel like he's on his way out. He might because be. If if Donna and David get back together, mm-hmm. I feel like Noah's gonna be like mm, peace out. I mean, he has Noah the, should be peace out. Yes, he has the club. That is one thing that ties him there. But but how how difficult would it be just to gift the club to to David? But why is he gonna gift to the club to David if David takes this woman? The da- David the David the David <laughs> Michelangelo's the David should own the club. Yes, he should. Um, but he yeah. started the club, right? Well, no, no, Steve did. Technically, Steve and Luke Perry, yeah. Dylan's character, Dylan, started the club, and then Valerie got in with it with Rush. I mean, Rush, Rush, and Dylan were the Rush, Dylan, and what's his name, Nat, were the original investors in the club. They hmm. were the three owners, okay. and then Valerie bought Rush out. With the money that that freak gave her, <laughs> what the fuck was his? Name? I can't remember his name anymore. Chancy, Ch- Jonesy, Jonesy, Chancy. <laughs> it was named after the Las Vegas buffet clams. <laughs> there we go, Chancy. Yes, Jonesy. Um, yeah, the money he gave her, and then she bought him out. So Rush was no longer there. Steve also wasn't it, it like he was there with Rush, but he wasn't because remember the the house fire. He wasn't allowed to own or operate like a club. Oh or, yeah, it's part of his legal agreements. That, that's weird. So he was just kind of like there, like mm-hmm. it was his initial idea. Yeah, he was helping with it. 
but he wasn't putting up or getting any of the money. He gave the idea to Dylan. He was like, this would be a great idea to do with your money. Yeah. And then Dylan was like, let's have somebody steal all my money. Or that happened after? I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. So, this episode, Crimes and Misdemeanors, where do you want to start, Carol? Um, I mean, I guess we can talk about the uh, criminal first, because that's how the episode starts. The smooth criminal. <laughs> Annie. What, al- what album is that on? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is that on? That's not Thriller, I don't think. I think it's on Dangerous, maybe? Sure. I don't remember. Anyway, go ahead. So when uh, Kelly is getting ready to close up shop for the night, there is one person left in the clinic who looks like a professional wrestler. Um, a little, I guess. He's a big dude. Yeah. and um, He looks intimidating to Brandon. Well, he's trying to look intimidating <laughs> to Brandon. So Brandon looks so small. I bet he's short in real life. Yeah. Jason Priestley. I mean, I can't tell in the poster. I tried to, try to look for reference, but... He's taller than Brenda. His head's on top of hers. Um, yeah, so this dude's waiting to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. They're just chit-chatting a little bit. And in comes Brandon, like, Kelly, hey, uh, why don't... She's like, we're getting ready to close. He's like, cool, why don't I take you out to dinner? I thought we missed an episode. Right? Like, Because he, he would was, think that's going to be okay? He was so bold. Yeah. And she's like, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want you to leave. And then professional wrestler guy's like, the door's right there. Yeah, he stands up to say that, too. Hey, brother, the door's <laughs> right there. And then the doctor guy comes out, and him and Brandon check each other out, like, mm-hmm. oh, the competition. Yeah. And then Brandon's like, the door's over here, you said. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the only thing he did in that whole scene that I was like, okay, that was cool. That, yeah. was, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he does. He seems like a douche. He just comes in like demanding her time, demanding to take her to dinner. Like, yeah. Why does he keep thinking that she owes him anything? I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Inexplicable. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, he's not even trying to pull on her heartstrings or, you know, manipulate her necessarily. No. He's just very, like, forceful and matter of fact. And, and that's exactly. not the way to go. No. I mean, if you want a girl... <laughs> To do something you want him to do, full body massage. That's my <laughs> that's my recommendation, fellas. It does work, yeah. Um, he should have been like, "Come over for a full body, free full body massage, <laughs> Kelly." <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, the uh, the so he leaves, and then the wrestler guy or whatever he looked like a normal guy to me but he seemed big i don't know wrestler guy comes over and he's like hey we're, we're good friends doctor yeah they know each other and the doctor's like yes we are um he's there because his back is bothering him and then the doctor explains to kelly which this seems kind of like i don't know if they just don't care about patient confidentiality at all yeah, I in guess not. beverly hills or what uh but he just explains to Kelly when he leaves, oh, this guy was in prison for a murder. Yeah. Well, because the guy says, I got the article that you sent me uh, about the guy that got the award from, like, the guards beating him up or whatever. He's like, but the guards didn't hit me. And he's like, well, you, they should have they should have helped you. And he was like, ah, I never said anything because I would have gotten it worse if I did or whatever. And they go, like, he goes, he's like, well, go in the office. I'll, I'll, I'm going to gossip with Kelly and I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> and that's when Kelly's like, Huh, he was in prison, huh? And she's like, yeah. He goes, yeah. She's like, he seems like such a nice guy. He's like, yeah, 
You wouldn't imagine he would have murdered a human being. Right. It's like, is there no confidentiality? I guess that's not medical information. No, but still. But yeah, it's fucked up to like, especially if they're like friends or like, a, like I don't know how they're friends exactly. Apparently this guy, when he was 17 year old, 17 years old, killed someone and that was in jail for 20 years. Yeah. So more than half of his life he's spent in prison. That's awful. So he's 37 now. He seems way too nice to have spent half his life in prison. You'd think that, you know, they'd turn him into an asshole in 20 years in prison. Exactly. Uh, it's like uh, that movie American History X that, mm-hmm. we just, that we just watched. He, he went into prison and became nicer. That happens all the time. I guess, apparently, at you know, least I forgot, in the TV world. I forgot to do this joke when we did American History X, so I'll just do it now. I was worried about seeing American History X. I didn't, I didn't know if I'd be able to understand the plot because I haven't seen American History's I through. Through, oh, come on. Through IX. IV. <laughs> no, IV would be four. X is ten, so it'd be IX nine. All right, fine. <laughs> anyway. You're uh, silly. I love that joke. Um, yes. Yeah. So Kelly gets the information about the dude and decides that she's going to take it to Brandon. Like, she's been avoiding talking to Brandon for weeks. Yeah. And... Now she's like, oh, maybe somehow Brandon's going to help this guy. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, that wouldn't have been my first thought. She's like, Brandon, do a do a story about this uh, murderer that got out of prison. It's going to help him get a job. What? Yeah. The, the, the writers smoke crack in the writer's room. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't understand. And, like, they, they put these things out there and then they just make them come true. Because you can tell, because they're just the puppeteers. It's mm-hmm. no, There's nothing realistic about the storylines in the show. Agreed. Anyway. <laughs> she says, hey, write a story about this guy. It'll help him out. And he tries to argue with her, but then he does. He goes to talk to the dude. Mm-hmm. He just shows up at his house. And the guy recognizes him as the guy at the medical clinic. I think, doesn't he go, doesn't the guy go to... Oh, no, you're right. He does go to his house first. Well, they I'm thinking had, of a different scene. They had a phone conversation, but then he showed up, and, like, I don't... It didn't seem like he was expecting him. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's probably true. It really didn't seem that much like he was expecting him. He's like, you know, you could have asked this on the phone or whatever. And Brandon insults him and somehow manages to turn it all around. Mm-hmm. To the point that he's taking him out to dinner. He just wants to feed everybody. Um, Apparently. <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to remember what he did to piss him off when he got there. Do you remember? He said some shit. Um, well, he kind of talks, like, around the situation and everything. And, like, he doesn't say anything exactly specifically. But the guy's like, yeah, I, I see. Uh, keeping yourself close to the exits. Uh, not letting your guard down. He's like, he points out all the things. Like, he gave him something to drink. He's like, guess you weren't thirsty either because he didn't drink the thing. Whatever he gave him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, people just uh, look at me as, like, the my worst mistake or whatever. Like, you can't treat me like a person or whatever. Which Brandon identifies with because of the cheating, which I think is... Yeah, later he's like, you can't, you can't... Uh, you can't know what it's like to be judged by the worst mistake that you ever made or whatever. And Brandon's like, actually, I can. And it's like, this is the second time they've equated Brandon's cheating. Or no, 
it was Kelly, 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 the other episode where like she was equating her being cheated on to uh, being physically abused. Mm-hmm. And now Brandon is equating his cheating on Kelly to murdering a man and spending 20 years in jail. Yeah. Ridiculous. Not, not cool. Not These cool. fucking white people just <laughs> wrapped up in their own shit that don't that have no like concept of like real world problems. I mean, I don't know how much of a real world problem getting out of jail for murder is for most people. Seems but pretty real world to me. Still, I mean, I'm just saying like a lot of people don't go to prison. People who do go to prison often not for murder. And the ones no, that do yeah. stay there. No, I understand. I, I get what you're saying that not a lot of people experience this. Yeah, I'm just saying that like people that go to jail for murder are by and large not rich people in Beverly Hills. True. I can think of one specific rich person in Beverly Hills that killed his ex-wife and a waiter. <laughs> so, right. That didn't see any jail time for that. Well, you know, they said that this dude was given a hundred dollars and the directions to a flop house. Yeah. What the fuck? Apparently, he was given directions by my dad. Like a flop house. Yeah, it's a nineteen fifties terminology. What I mean, I don't really know what a flop house is even supposed to mean. Here's directions to a flop house, kid. Is it supposed to be a shelter? It's yeah, like a shelter, or a halfway house, or like I don't even think it's a halfway house. It's below that, like like yeah, like a shelter or something like that. Because but like, it's it's old terminology. Yeah, it sounded. I guess it's the writers, right? They're just yes, old. Yeah, okay. they're just old. They're my dad's age. <laughs> so weird. Or a different age, whatever my how old my dad is. Um, because yeah, I'm just like I wasn't sure if they mean like a crack house, like what? <laughs> no, you know they they mean like yeah, just a fucking place to. To go to sleep. It looked like he was in like a motel or something. Yeah, he got a better place. But how? A flop house. Because he got $100 in his pocket and he has no job, which is part of the issue of the episode. He has no one in his life. And maybe the doctor gave him uh, yeah, money for, maybe. for the flop house. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a fucking like uh, weird term. So then Brandon writes the article. And sends it to the dude, who then comes to the paper all pissed off because he's like, you didn't tell me you were going to talk to his son. And nothing comes from that. What was the point of that? I don't know. Yeah, nothing comes from that at all. You're right. But, like, Brandon's doing an article. Like, what do you expect him to do? Expect him to just be like, here's this guy's story. Not going to check anything else. Right. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, so he told the guy's story and also the son of the victim's story. He reached out and, to, the son, yeah. to the victim of the son, yeah, or the son of the victim. And uh, somehow the per- people out there reading it felt compelled to uh, give this dude a job. Well, at least one person. Well, yeah, one person. But, I mean, like, this dude, a mechanic guy, called the paper mm-hmm. and, you know, said, hey, give him my number. I have a job for him. You know what's mo- you know what's amazing to me hmm. is they sit there like this guy called from this fucking auto body shop and didn't he say he worked at that auto body shop before? No, he worked part time as a mechanic when he was seventeen before he went to prison. Okay, but not. I was going to say the most amazing thing about that is that auto body shop stayed open for twenty no. years. No, but uh, okay, so he just they mentioned in the article that that was the work that he did. Yeah. So some mechanic guys like I think don't they give like. Um, doesn't the government give like a bonus or 
some kind of extra money or whatever to uh, to employ uh, I, maybe convicted criminals, like some kind of tax break. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So that guy must must have just been like, "Ooh, <laughs> I need a tax break. I'm doing too well." Right. Um, it's like dur- when Hollywood decides to make a flop because they need to balance the books so they never pay taxes because it's Hollywood accounting. So they say uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, fucking uh, what's his name? I can't think of the other guy's name. Why don't you guys star in Ishtar for us? What? Elaine May is going to write and direct a movie called Ishtar and you can be in it. What's Ishtar? You never heard of Ishtar? No, it's like you're speaking a whole other language. You're talking about people. It's and... a movie with Warren Beatty and okay. Dustin Hoffman where they play like lounge singers. Hmm. I'll put the, uh, I'll put the, um, I'll find audio somehow of the, the trailer and I'll put it in. <laughs> wow. I'm having deja vu. Okay. I feel like we've had this conversation before. About Ishtar? Yes. Have we? Have we talked about Ishtar before? Maybe. I hope so. They were just a couple of lounge singers <laughs> going to Ishtar. Goodness. To cut a record. You know what I think is really weird about this, too, though? What? This guy's released from prison to Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, granted, he's at the free clinic, so it's got to be like a suburb of Beverly Hills or like a, what, what, like a different area. Maybe it's, in, maybe it's in Beverly Hills. I don't know. What do the people in Beverly Hills need a free clinic Beverly for? Beverly County. No, I, I I assume that a lot of the people. Well, okay, so Beverly Hills, I think, is near some poor neighborhoods. I think. I mean, or there are poor neighborhoods around there. You know, like Watts isn't that far away. I don't think. Right. So I'm just thinking the free clinic's probably in one of those areas, and this guy's not actually in Beverly Hills. It would be. It would make more sense if it were, but I think it's supposed to be in Beverly Hills, and all the people from the poor neighborhoods just have to commute. Sure, that that makes lots of sense. Well, it doesn't make logical sense if they were gonna if if someone was gonna build a free clinic, they would build it in a poor neighborhood. Yeah, they wouldn't build it in a rich neighborhood and say all you poor people come to the rich neighborhood. Yeah, because but I think that's what it is on the show. Transportation tends to be an issue for poor people. Yeah. Just you know, FYI. Yeah, oh, you mean those buses in California don't run on time? <laughs> The buses in California are notoriously bad. I just assume all buses are notoriously bad. Most buses people, are awful. It's not like New York, where they have they have mass transit and and walking like it's easily mm-hmm. walkable. Um, New York is very easy to get around without a car. L A is not. L A is a car place. Like L L A slash Beverly County slash you know that Orange County that mm-hmm. that whole area south south. Uh, Southern California, that's that's all car area, big time. Like here? Yes. Yeah. No real good mass transit. There are buses that run from, like, like I, I knew somebody who took a bus all the way from, like, down river to Livonia to work. Oh, you're talking, okay. A bit of local, uh, yeah. <laughs> local reference, everyone. So that took, that normally would have taken, like, a 40-minute drive sure. on a bus that takes, like, more than two hours. Yeah, it's like a two and a half hour. It's awful awful i took a bus to las vegas once how many days did it take you uh i think it was three days i believe did you get out and sleep anywhere or did you sleep on the bus slept on the bus mostly we had layovers so we went to chicago first 
And then I think Omaha, Nebraska was our next stop. Okay. We had like a four-hour layover in Omaha, Nebraska. That sounds awful. And then we had we had like a day layover in Salt Lake City. Like it was like 12 hours or something like that in Salt Lake City. Um, but yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. So another thing we find out in this episode, though, is mm-hmm. is Kelly's job description. Yes. No job title. No. But based on the description, I kind of think she's the office manager. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Because she is responsible for paying the bills Mm -hmm. and everything that makes the office run. Yeah, paying the bills, making appointments, doing the books, like stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree. I think she's like the office manager. Way to use that psychology degree. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but. It, anyway. must, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. Apparently, Valerie, Valerie has a college degree, too, which they point out in this episode, and it's like, I don't even remember her going to college barely at all. She did, because I remember her going to like some seminar that Kelly went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the one where she got wrapped, wrapped into the uh, cult or whatever. But, um, yeah. But, why? Like, what? what's her degree in? Business? That's I don't know. Guess. I don't know. Gold digging? I mean, they all have degrees, don't they? Didn't every single one of them go to college and graduate? Every one of them went to college. Every one of them graduated. That seems unlikely. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, that dude gets a job, and he's he's great. Um, So what else was happening with these people? Uh, Kelly and Brandon. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we can go there next. That dovetails nicely. Yeah. So, well, we kind of have to talk about the other thing first. Donna's grandma's dying. Yeah. And... The nice one, too. The one that, in their youth, looks exactly like Donna and David. Yeah. I would, I'll would. i tell you what. I would look at that picture, and I would be like, uh, David, are you adopted? Like, <laughs> are we fucking related? Like... Yes. It's weird. I mean, would you... If your grandmother had a picture of her and her husband, and it looked exactly like you and your current boyfriend, wouldn't you be freaked out? Yes. Yes, I would. Like, that's fucked up. It is. If your grandmother, like, uh, you know, like, here's a picture, darling, and, like, uh, it was her, and and it looked like me, then you'd be, like, you'd even be more like, you're, like, you're a vampire. <laughs> a lich, yeah. Yeah, you're fucking just, you're going down my family line, aren't you? That'd be messed up, though, because that'd be you were your... Fuck. Yeah, ew, ew, ew. Uh, anyway. But what if, like, biologically, I wasn't the dad? Okay. It's not as bad, but it's still bad. It's so weird. Yes. Um, so Donna. It's not what I did, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Donna's dad shows up. Like, how he just conveniently shows up and he's fine now, too. Like, he had a yeah. stroke and was in a wheelchair and all that shit. Yeah, he's, totally, he's totally fine. fine. He's supposed to be running the clinic, but he's just left it to the student yeah. or whatever. Like, is he cashing paychecks for this? Because that's bullshit. He is. Well, oh, you mean in, in the show? Yeah. I thought you meant the actor. No, no, no. I'm like, he is certainly <laughs> cashing paychecks. I mean, is her dad getting paid by this clinic? Because he really doesn't seem to deserve it. <laughs> but he shows up and tells Donna about her grandma. And he's like, you should you should go see her. And she's like, why? Like, with her big, stupid doe eyes. Sometimes mm-hmm. she is the stupidest person. Seriously. Why? Well, she's going to be okay, right? No, she has a fucking aneurysm, you idiot. So. She's a 90-year-old woman. She drags Noah with her. She was on Lost in Space or whatever. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I think she was. I think she was the mom in Lost in Space. Wow. Audrey Meadows. Don't you think this is a little bit above his pay grade as far as their relationship? Like, they've barely been dating. Yeah, they've... This is a lot for him. Yeah, like... They're not Especially there yet. Happens. Especially well, with what happens. Yes. I mean, that would that would make me peace out right there. But, yeah, she drags him with her. He doesn't want to go in. He's there for support for her. And she's like, no, I want you to meet her. He's like, okay, I'll meet her on her fucking deathbed. Cool. So weird. And then. I want you to see her eyes before she t- <laughs> They had said to her on her way in that, like, she's on pain medicine. She might be a little out of it. So even though she walks in with Noah, her grandma's like. Where's where's that David? Where's your fella? He loves you so mm, much. He's the best. Yeah. So She's like, what? Noah just kind of backs into a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, I, I broke up with David. I told you. This is Noah. And she's like, yeah, you're, it's fate. You're going to end up you're with gonna David. You're going to be with David, yeah. I talked to the producers of this show. That's their plan. <laughs> so then David shows up. Which I think is really weird, too. Like, I understand that he met the grandma, like, once, mm-hmm. and she's all emotionally invested in his relationship with Donna, mm-hmm. but they broke up, and he only met her once. Yeah. Why is he there? He loves her. Loves that grandma. One time he met her. One fucking time. Twice, I think, they met. Whatever. <laughs> it's stupid. An ex does not go to the deathbed of somebody's family member who they've only met once or twice. <laughs> it is weird. He goes in, gives her a hug and everything. He's everything that, that fucking Noah isn't. Right. And she's like, oh, David, you're here. Get this trash out of my room. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, and then Donna's all like, yeah, like, you don't know her. And like, it's it pisses me off or whatever. Like, I don't even know how she says it. She talks to, to Kelly, I think, or something like that. And she's like. Yeah, you know, like David, it was it's just easy. He knows her. We have history together and like it's nice for him to be around and stuff. And Noah's just like standing there like, you know, like fucking why doesn't he know what to do at the deathbed of this old woman he's never met? <laughs> yeah, she's being really ridiculous. It's totally unfair. Like how is that Noah's fault? Yeah, none of this is Noah's fault. Yeah, Noah should have been there for the past 5 years, I guess, Donna. Like what the fuck? <laughs> so the grandma says to David, like, I need you to t- promise to take care of Donna. Protect her. And, uh, and she, we find out later when he's talking to Donna, he, she gave him a locket. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a lot. A locket with the picture in there of her and her boyfriend, which, mm-hmm. are, which is just Donna and David in, in uh, like, you know, costumes. Yeah, with pressed flowers. Mm-hmm. And so then everybody after the funeral, because she, she does gave, die. And then she gave him a voodoo doll <laughs> with Noah, a locket of Noah's hair. Oh, my God. Torture him, David. But she does die yeah. um, in surgery. And everybody comes to Donna's apartment afterwards. That's another thing, too, where, like, the dad comes out of the room and he's like, he like, you can tell the, the guy that plays with dad's a good actor. Like, you can tell just by his body language, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's wrong? Or what is it, Dad? And he's like, yeah, she's uh, suffering from uh, multiple system failure. <laughs> and he's like, I think you might want to go in there and talk to her. And Donna's like, why? For what? <laughs> and I'm like, 
to say goodbye, you fucking moron. And that's what he says, too, minus the moron. Yeah, he's like, to say goodbye. So, yeah, she goes in there and, like, you know, cries and stuff like that. Uh, Like, it's just another situation where it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, what do you think is happening here? That is the one good bit of acting she does in this episode, though. Not Mm -hmm. to, you know, like, Tori Spelling is fine, whatever. But, like, that's uh, exceptional acting that she does in the scene where she's breaking down crying. Like, she does, she does sad Probably better than anyone on the show. Yeah. Certainly better than Luke Perry's. <laughs> His Muppet head screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, you're, you're, you're saying everyone comes back to her place yeah. after the funeral. No. She made Noah go with her. Uh-huh. And he's there... He's doing his best. He's being a supportive boyfriend. He's trying. He has done nothing fucking wrong this whole episode. Nope. And when everybody's like taken off and he's about to leave, or no, David's about to leave. He's like, you know what? You stay. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, let me give you guys some time because I know you cared about her grandma or whatever. Yeah, David, you guys have sex. Which, oh. <laughs> I'll just, just be in the just corner. Just film it. And, yeah. <laughs> It was a little weird and a little much and too much trust. Yeah, I agree. I think he was trying to, to be like, I'm the cool guy that's above it all and I trust you, you know, or whatever. Yeah, he was trying to be the bigger man and and do his best supportive act, action, mm-hmm. yep. but it was too much. It was a step too far. Well, that it's proven that that was a step too far based on what happens. Well, as soon as he's out the door, they sit like right next to each other on the couch and it's like, that that was not good. That's too close. And then mm-hmm. and then he shows her Not the locket. Not enough room for the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. between them. And he shows her the locket, and she starts crying, and then he's, like, comforting her. And he kisses her cheek. And then her forehead, her forehead. And then they do the look, and then mm-hmm. they kiss. Yeah. Long kiss. Cheating assholes. And then she breaks it off, and she's like, oh, I can't do this, David. Which kind of pisses me off. Like, if you're going to do that, then get back together. Like, you obviously still have feelings. You should be together. Yeah. Why are you like, oh, no, I can't do this. Like, get rid of Noah. Yeah. That's, I was that's actually That's actually just a note for the producers. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he's like, but I promised your grandma I would, you know, take care of you. And she's like, just do it as my friend. You can do it as a friend. Yeah, no, if he can't sit next to you without kissing you, he can't take care of you as a friend. No shit stupid bitch and valerie is like upset about the whole thing donna comes over after her grandmother dies and she's like my grandmother died and they Mm -hmm. hug and everything and they're like you know hugging on each other and valerie starts slowly walking down the stairs just eyeing her well before that happened david's new band somebody's law jude's law (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't remember um plays this song that we've been waiting to hear for weeks. It's not even that good. No. And he's not a great singer. Like he, No. He's fine at playing instruments, but he should stick guess. to that. Well, I, we should say he's fine at pretending to play yeah, instruments. I don't know, I don't know if the, the music's actually his or not. But yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be some great performance, but it's not. This show really sucks at like providing quality performances mm-hmm. when they're supposed to. Yeah, the only time that it ever happens is when they have a musical guest on. Yeah. That's an actual famous musical guest. 
But he, he sings this love song about how I look at you and I see forever mm-hmm. that he wrote for Donna. Yeah. And Donna knows that he wrote this song for her. Right. And Valerie thinks he wrote it for her. Mm-hmm. And he stupidly allows her to think that for more than a minute. Yeah. And Noah somehow knows it's for Donna, too. Yeah. Because he comes up and he's like, hey, he wrote this song for you. And she's like, he wrote this song a long time ago. He's like, and he's singing it with emotion. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What's he supposed to do? And she's like, come on now. Like, and she's like, how did you even know it was for me? He's like, I don't know. How'd your grandma know that that's fucking forever? That's how fate works. Yeah. It's like, okay, Noah, you're being a little weird. <laughs> he was being a little weird, but I mean, like, he's in a weird situation. Yeah, agreed. It is a weird situation. So... Valerie, right before Donna has come over Mm -hmm. because her grandma dies, has been told by David that, oh, the song that you think I wrote for you, Mm -hmm. uh, I actually wrote it for Donna. He's like, I'm going to write you loads of songs. Right. I really will. (laughs) But this one I wrote for Donna before we were together. And she just looks so sad. She's like, of course it was for Donna. Why would I even think it was for me? And And he's moving out this mm -hmm. episode into Carly's old place. Because they got to use that set they paid for it. Right. So st- they, they really, they're terrible. <laughs> the show's so cheap. And it's like, like I, I thought she kind of was overreacting a little bit. Like, because I was like, I oh, need space or whatever, you know. And maybe you'll eventually move in there with him because it's, you know, more than one room. And as you pointed out, it's like she does have abandonment issues, though. And it's like, yeah, that's true. She does. Yeah. She's not taking any of it well. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, like, kind of, like, one hit after another there. And, you know what? Honestly, I think she deserves better yeah. than what he's giving her. The, he goes, so she says to him, I don't I don't want you going to the funeral. Mm-hmm. Now, that's probably too much. Yeah. But he's like, why would I not go to the funeral? And she's like, because, it, you know, how about it bothers me? Like, you know, who's more important to you, me or Donna? You know, or whatever. And he's like, it's not fucking like that or whatever. And he says, look, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to that funeral, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. Valerie deserves better than that. <clears throat> That's kind of bullshit to not take her feelings into account at all, to not have a conversation about it. Yeah. I think it's wrong for her to be like, you can't go to the funeral of this person that you knew and liked. <clears throat> but... At the same time, I get a little bit where she's coming from. And for him to not simply be able to say, look, of course you're more important to me. But this is but some- that would be a lie. Well, and that's the thing. That's the problem. Yeah. She deserves someone. I think everyone does. But she deserves someone that is going to put her first, that treats her like she's the number one. Yeah, she really hasn't had that. And he's not doing it. Mm-mm. But and just to be clear, though, she didn't say you can't go. She didn't try to tell him what to do. She said, I'm not going to the funeral, and, oh, yeah. I, and I wish you wouldn't either. Or I, I don't, I I don't, don't think you should yeah, either. I yeah. don't think you should, yeah. Yeah, she, she doesn't demand it. You're right. She, she, says, she says what she thinks. She's letting her feelings be known. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I do think that to expect him not to go is a little much, but. And if she's that worried about it, she should go. Agreed. And that, everyone else was there. All the other friends yeah. were there. And, well, she's not really a friend Shanna to anybody. was there, too, and, and Ross. And <laughs> all the friends were there. Right. Um, what was weird, too, though? 
Could is, this woman be any more dead? My God. <laughs> it did um, not go over well to you. The doctor uh-huh. asked Kelly, he said he was going to the funeral, asked if she was going, and then said, I'll pick you up at 1030 or something like that. Like, they're going to go together. That's a very that's a very weird thing to do. Too. Yeah, like, first of all, a funeral is not a date event. Yeah, it's a date. This dead woman in the corner. He doesn't even know her. No. Um, he's going because the doctor who just recently hired him's yeah. mother died. Like, come on. Yeah. To pay his respects or whatever. Dr. Martin. Yeah. Doc Martin. Um, I think it's one of those situations where, like, you know how... Sometimes there'll be like a physician's assistant or whatever that runs a a like a practice or whatever, mm-hmm. but they have a doctor over them that mm-hmm. does nothing but signs the fucking prescriptions and stuff like that. I'll bet that's what that's what Donna's dad, Mr. Martin is doing. Yeah. Dr. Martin is doing. That makes sense. He's just signing the prescriptions. And he might come in once a week or something like that to be like, Hey, did you kill anybody? Okay, good cool and just sign <laughs> So Kelly agrees to go with him, mm. even, and that's I'm just saying, like David, no date. Valerie stays home, but Kelly and the doctor go together. Yeah, whatever. Kelly and the doctor. It's a new morning TV show. <laughs> and Kelly she, and the doctor. When she comes in at the end into the house, uh, Brandon is in her bedroom on her phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, talking like, to his mom the whole time. I'm like, "What the fuck is he doing? Is he in her room? What is he doing?" Mm-hmm. And you said, "Where is he calling? Because he dialed so many numbers." He did dial a bunch of numbers, and and I realized he's on the phone with this person. Like he's making an international phone call on their phone. Right. <laughs> so but, rude. But it's funny to me that the producers anticipated how angry <laughs> you would be at that because they have. He has a little throwaway line of, "I used a calling card." Yeah, and he's like, I, I just needed somewhere quiet to be. And she's like, it's okay, I don't mind. How do you not mind that your ex-boyfriend you won't even talk to is in your bedroom right now? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And then she's Playing like with all... your rosary. And then she's all, yeah, yeah, he's touching her shit too. Are they all Catholic? I don't There's know. a lot of Catholic I, 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 iconography. What's, how's that word? I, what? Iconography. That's how it's pronounced. Interesting. There's a lot of Catholic iconography around this show. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. But maybe. I think uh, the creator is Darren Star. Well, they're not all Star. Catholic. Some of I, them are Jewish. I think Darren Star is Catholic. Yeah. And he likes Jews or whatever. He works with a lot of Jews because he's not like what. So then they have a conversation. They do. And it's a decent, like, human conversation. Well, he says that he's glad that she sent him the convict. Because he learned how to do time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to stick up for his, uh, how to, like, you know, do penance or whatever on, on what he did. And he talks about how, like, he was being all selfish and shit, thinking about what, everything from his point of view. And he's like, I didn't, just, I didn't think about what you lost, you know, your relationship, place where you had to live. She goes, you. Yeah. He's like, yeah, exactly. <sighs> do you think they're getting back together? Yes. I think they set it up too with when Donna's like Donna's like maybe you should give that second chance to to Brandon. She's really pushing yeah. for her the, like the last three episodes. She's said stuff to try to get her back with Brandon, well, and she goes no one. She's like I feel like a fool or whatever, 
And she's like, no one would blame you. And she looks right at the camera. <laughs> and she's like, that includes you, audience, right? And, and there was a poll. It's like, <laughs> dial this number and press one now or whatever if you think she can get back together with Brandon. Kelly is like, I blame myself, though. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. <sighs> Damn. Oh, I had a thought, and it was a good one, and it's gone now. I hate when that happens. What was it? Was it about when uh, you said, do you, I think they're going to get back together? That was the question you asked. No, it's about Donna. Think about where Donna's coming from when she's throwing her opinion out here, though. She stayed with an abusive guy and a guy who cheated on her. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a bunch of times. Twice. So. Two two guys cheated on her. Yeah. So, yeah. Because the abuser cheated on her with Valerie. mm -hmm. And David. She didn't know that, though. David cheated on her. She found out later. With Ariel. Yeah, with Ariel. And got crabs. Got Sebastian or whatever. The crab's name, Sebastian. Yeah. So Donna will pretty much forgive anyone for anything as long as, you know, she loves them. Yeah. And she just assumes that's what Kelly should do too. Except when it comes to money. Right. (laughs) Stealing money. That's that's the Jewish in her. Yeah. Beat me, cheat on me, all good. Steal my money, fuck you. But she's Catholic in the show. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) I like how much you agreed with that (laughs) statement. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? Are we forgetting some big plot line that we yes. haven't? Okay, I, f- I had a feeling. My favorite, my favorite plot line, the okay. last one. Okay, but my favorite plot line from the show. This is what the show should be more often, most of the time. So Steve goes into oh, the beach pits. This was stupid. Double parks his car, so he's behind somebody. And but that's what the show should be most often. <laughs> like this is an actual like comedic situation. The writers were actually right. What's funny? What's a funny situation we could put them in? And they came up with something. Um, but uh, she's like, oh yeah, you you blocked in my my girlfriend yesterday, and he's like, oh sorry about that. Um, you know, and then he starts talking about Brandon. And he's like, yeah, I live with uh, I, I've I've got a partner to, to get to or whatever. And she's like, you have a partner? He's like, oh yeah, we work together. She's like. She goes, oh, do you guys work together? And he's like, yeah, we work together. We live together. You know, this relationship's the best one I've ever had or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, he, he really is talking like Brandon's his boyfriend. Yeah. And she says, why don't me and my girlfriend and you and your boyfriend go out for dinner sometime? And she says, your boyfriend. And he's got this, like, suave smile on his face. Like, he's just stepped in a fucking briar patch. And he's like... Oh, yeah, let's do a double date. Yeah, I think he just wasn't listening. I don't think he had enough blood in his head anymore. Right. So, anyway, they, they have a date or whatever. They they eat They lunch. meet for lunch. They meet for lunch, and Brandon doesn't want to be there, so he's all like, uh, and she, they talk about how, like, being faithful or whatever is, like, really important in a relationship, and they start fighting the two yeah, of them. Yeah, Steven Brandon. So it looks to these girls like they're having like a lover's tiff or whatever. Like, like Steve cheated on Brandon. Yeah, because they no Brandon cheated on Steve. I think is the way it was coming across. I think it was coming across as like Steve cheated on Brandon because Brandon's like, no, actually, I'm not over it yet. And Steve's like, oh, come on, Brandon. Yeah, maybe. And they're like, let's go talk about it in private. So uh, then the ladies, <clears throat> after Brandon storms off, invite Steve to bring Brandon to their house for dinner. Like, why are these lesbians so invested in trying to make friends with these dudes? I don't know. Well, they think they're gay guys. Yeah, but still. Gay guys and lesbians, gay gay guys and lesbians don't 
like have yeah. natural friendships. They're like kind of combative with each other. So it's kind of weird, but again, you know, the writers are the writers. Yeah. Um, but she's like, so she's like, I'll tell you what, we'll provide, you, you know, you provide you and your boyfriend will provide the romance. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking like, oh my God, we're in. Yeah, he keeps saying that to Brandon. We're so in, we're so in. They have a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And they're all excited about the fucking hot tub. So then, like, they come there and everything, and uh, he's like, hey, why don't you give me a tour of the house? And so the one, of them, one of them gives the tour of the house. And she's like, this is the bedroom. And it's like, it's all fucking like red lit and everything like stanley kubrick fucking <laughs> staged this bedroom it is something. quite the bedroom and um she's like there's the bed and he's like oh is that your bedroom or her bedroom she's like no it's it's our bedroom and we we, we live, we're left together yeah and he's like oh like he gets it right away and then steve comes over and he's like hey uh why don't you and i go in the hot tub first and she's the the blonde one is like you and her and he's like, oh, you want to go with, uh, with, you want to go with, uh, Brandon or whatever? And Brandon's like, think of another configuration. <laughs> Which was, that was funny. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Um, I, I gotta ask though, what do you think he thought was going to happen in the hot tub that they have to go separately? Oh, he like, thought they were going to fuck. That's ridiculous. You just met these women. And by the way, who wants to go second in that scenario? Right? Ew. Go Rose. Let me skim the hot uh, tub real quick. You know they make, they have these places where you can just rent a hot tub for an hour. No, oh, I'm aware. It's yeah. disgusting. I've never been, but I'm aware. Some guy tried to take me to one of those places. Oh, my And gosh. I said, fuck that. Yeah, because you were with me, right? No. Oh, okay. It's for me. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, we've been together so long, Carol. I mean, I don't even know anymore. I know. It has been forever, hasn't it? Um... But yeah, of course, there was nobody before you ever. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I should give you like a, there should be a pill, like an amnesia pill, where you just forget your life before you're with the person. You know what, though? What that would that would make us different people. I agree. It would suck. Yeah. Uh but for the bit, it's good. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. So anyway, uh, Brandon's like for some reason, Brandon's like hugs Steve, or Steve hugs yeah. Brandon. And they're like, oh, you two aren't gay? And they're like, all of a sudden, they like, they separate from each other as fast yeah, as possible. like they jump it's apart. It's so ridiculous. They have, a, they have a case of the not gays, you know, where it's like, no, 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 we, we love tits, you know, and shit. It's I, so stupid. I just, I have such an issue with this because Steve is not that stupid. And I mean, they do treat you'd like have to be really, really stupid to not understand the situation. And Brandon gets it right away. So. Yeah. Well, Brandon is smarter than Steve. He is smarter than Steve, but Steve's not a moron. No. Sometimes they treat Steve like he's a fucking golden retriever. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that part always bothers me too. And they're like, oh, we're not gay. Like, like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, they're boys. Yep. But that is, I think, everything. It is. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.